You're listening to Don's Cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nick. And mate, it wasn't the prettiest of spectacles, but it was great to see the Bombers get a win on Saturday. On Sunday, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Sunday. So, uh, yeah, no, absolutely right, mate. Um, it's sort of funny. Uh, it was one of those games where we've had a few close losses, uh, but we've been feeling pretty optimistic about um, how we've actually been playing the game. Uh, for this one, we had a, a sort of close win, and like honestly, mate, it sort of felt like um, it, you know, Freer really should have beaten us by about six goals for mine. Um, you yeah, know, just our, our again, our efficiency with the ball was. Uh, uh, pretty flat on the night, but we uh, live to tell the tale and walk away with the four points. So um, always be happy with that result. Yeah, and uh, they did mention on the TV as well. Uh, and I was at the ground, and it was you did notice that it was kind of uh, like an empty feeling at the footy uh, the first half. I just felt there wasn't much of a crowd. Like maybe when we first started, it was a really good you know passage of play for, for about five or ten minutes there, where we got. You know those three goals, but after that, yeah, and I think Marvel can do that. The stadium just feels like oh, bereft of anything. You know, you can't feel the the crowd energy. Mm. Um, but yeah, in that third quarter, late in the third, when we started uh, putting the the tackling pressure started to go up, and we got a turnover, and that, I've, yeah, we started to see the crowd having an influence. And you now, when I watched the replay back, it was good to see the commentators mention it. Yeah, like, and that's the thing, I guess, um, you know, uh, we're, we're looking for home ground advantages and stuff like that. Um, and as I say, if it's quiet, well, you're not getting that much of an advantage, but certainly um, towards the end of the game where the, the crowd got a bit more boisterous, um, we certainly got a bit out of that. So, yeah, look, it's uh, good for those um, those of the Bomber faithful that can show up um, and good, good for everyone to have a win. Yeah, that efficiency you talk about is correct. Like, I thought we did really well controlling the ball around our back line, but whenever we tried to penetrate forward, um, we played a lot down on the wings. And you know, and when we did try to go inboard, you know, to the centre of the ground, we would turn the ball over, or you know, it was you know, a miss kick that was yeah pretty poor. So um, yeah, there's still a lot of work to be done, especially with the transition play, but. You know, the, we have to say, like, Freo didn't give up the game. Like, we had to go out and win it. And um, they had certainly had their opportunities. But um, I was, uh, you know, just, just relieved, I guess, if anything, to walk away with the four points because uh, I just felt like, you know, these are the kind of games, especially for our future years, you want those young players to grit it out, even if it doesn't always go their way. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like, I heard um, Braden Ham talk after the game, and that's exactly what he was saying. It was a real grind for the boys to keep on going. And uh, look, while it wasn't pretty, as he said, mate, um, you know, they, they did uh, guts it out to uh, come away with a win in the end. And um, look, I think the, the pleasing thing for mine, Jane, was while, yeah, those, that disposal efficiency continues to uh, be a real problem area for us. We did um, guts it out. Like the effort was always there for all four quarters. So we didn't fall away by any stretch of imagination um, at any time in terms of our effort. Uh, you look at the stats across the ground. Like I actually felt that Frio, um, like when they did have patches of play, they, they looked a lot better. I, I thought they looked like their experience and class players really stood up. But then, you know, they'd, they'd have issues in front of the sticks. Um, 
you know, to be honest with you, mate, I, I thought sort of Tabata and uh, Tabata could have kicked ten, and um, you know, their other forwards could have snaffled a couple, and even Walters was missing shots. So uh, we got a, got away pretty lucky there. But I mean, stats-wise, like it's all pretty even. Um, the only thing really was efficiency inside fifty. We were down forty-four point seven percent to free us fifty-three. Yeah, stoppages. So like even the hitouts, uh, we were down on that. Um, you know, I thought. Phillips, as, as hard as he tried, I thought he did get pretty uh, comprehensively beaten uh, by Darcy on the night. Uh, but apart from that, like everything's uh, fairly even. So really, like that's a that's a great thing to see. I'm sure Track would have um, really impressed that on the players that he would have been proud of their efforts. Um, so really, it's just that polish, being able to use the football well, uh, and decision making, um, and that stuff that we can work on over time. And yeah, there's a lot of uh, good things happening through there. Uh, you know, Zach Merritt was really, you know, the Prio certainly made him earn every possession he had. And, you know, as the season low, I think it was 22 possessions for Zach. And, uh, yeah, he would have worn a few bruises. But, yeah, Darcy Parrish, 39 possessions on the day. Like, that's fantastic. Um, you know, and Andy McGrath, they continued that a little bit more improvement. Uh, I felt like in the previous week's, for the GWS game, he'd been, you know, going pretty slow. But, um, yeah, it's good to see him starting to build up again. And he actually stood up for Zach Merritt a few times mm. um, trying to protect him because, uh, you know, those late hits, especially by Sarong. And um, it was good to see Andy, even though he's not the biggest enforcer you'll ever see. He um, certainly uh, tried to fly the flag. Yeah, he did, mate. It was, yeah, it was, that, was, uh, that was actually really good leadership, Uh for mine, uh, and there were a few instances of that. So, uh, no, it's great work for me, Andy McGrath. All right, well, let's uh, go through the quarters, Brad. And, yeah, it was a great start, wasn't it? Yeah, we did. Uh, started off all right. So, you know, Ham missed that snap from up close. But then after Frio's first showing of dirty tactics with uh, Tucker bumping Zach Merritt off the footy, it gave us a 50 and Tipper had the kick from about 25 metres out in a slight angle and he slotted it through for our first goal, mate. Yeah, and... You felt confident, you know, um, with uh, good old Tipper. Uh, you know, when they gave him that the ball at that kind of range, you always felt pretty confident he could kick that. And, um, yeah, he certainly, uh, you know, fulfilled his end of the bargain. But then uh, we saw the Harry Jones uh, show for a couple of minutes. So he got a couple of goals pretty quickly and both on the result of pretty good kicks in forward. Yeah, that was just great. Like, you know, Parrish, you know, he was reading the, the tap from Phillips really well. Um, so that first one, you know, he passed to Zerrett and he hit McGrath and McGrath just reefed the ball out of the centre and kicked that beautiful low pass that really drew Harrison Jones to the footy. And, yeah, he marked that one 20 metres out straight in front and um, slotted it through. Um, but then, you know, you know, just prior uh, to, to the other goal, like there was some unrewarded play when Golfie kicked an absolute mung of a ball uh, toward our forward line and Jones sat under it, uh, but that was spoiled. But I just really loved how uh, Jones then tackled Dooman like really hard and brought him to the ground and should have been holding the ball there. It's really, he only handballed it after he'd been brought to ground, uh, but loved the tackle from Jones. But yeah, as you say, mate, um, then when we won the ball back with Parrish standing up at a five tackle to get the ball out to Perkins, who dabbed it short to Jones, uh, he took the mark off his boot laces. And, 
he was about 45, 50 metres out from goal. Uh, and it was just great composure by the young bloke to walk back, take responsibility and uh, kick the goal from 50 metres out, mate. Yeah, that's a very nice kick for goal. And any uh, fears we thought we were getting another Joe Danaher clone with the uh, with his set shot accuracy uh, should be put to bed, um, you know, after that Hawthorne game. Um, you know, I heard people in the crowd going, oh, my God, we've got another one. Um, <laughs> he's been very accurate you know, ever since. And, yeah, that was his first game. So, understandably, he would have had a few nerves. But, yeah, he's certainly shown us that... Um, yeah, he's certainly not afraid to go back and kick those goals, especially if they're from, you know, 45 out. No, it's just uh, great to see for the young bloke. Uh, unfortunately, like, we got we three goals up, so we're looking good. Uh, but then there was just some really bad marking of players. Um, yeah, so when Frio next ventured forward, you know, that looks pretty good with Brayshaw and Mundy staying in about 10 to 15 metres of space by themselves each at half-forward line. And they're some pretty class players, mate. Um and to, yeah, really, that half forward line. Like I, I don't know how you just leave people there on the open. Um, but then you know when Walters got the footy, he tried to run through Guelphie, and Guelphie really stood up in that tackle and said, "Not in my house, mate!" and uh, took him to ground. So I thought that was great work. Um, unfortunately, that was at the same time where Laverde just seemed to um, land really awkwardly on his ankle. Um, and didn't look in a good way, mate, because, uh, yeah, he had to go off the ground for a bit to get assessed. Yeah, I saw him uh, come off and, you know, straight away, you know, it looked like Nick Cox wasn't going to get much of a rest after being managed for the game. Uh, he started warming up, but pleasingly, uh, Jaden was able to get back out there. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, we certainly missed him while he was off the ground. Um, you know, Freer had a couple of shots of goal, but missed. Um, and that seemed to be a theme of the night. You know, whenever Laverde went off the ground, uh, Frio seemed to really uh, pounce on those moments. Um, yeah. Look, we got another shot when uh, when Guelphie just hoofed the ball into our forward line and Hooker took a huge grab, like what about, about 40 metres out or so. Uh, he missed it, uh, which is unfortunate as he um, yeah would have really uh, put Frio to the sword early. Um and of course, you know, when we missed down our end, uh, they got it back down their end and Lob kicked one for about 50 out. Yeah, and he only did it off about two or three steps too. So yeah. he's, uh, yeah, he used to be that set shot, you know, where he used to do the uh, Fred Flintstone with the old, um, you know, the yip, how he came yeah, in. The but, stutter, yep. Yeah, but um, yeah, he's gone with the three step and just banged it through. So, um, and I thought he could be a danger man for us, uh, Rory Lobb, so, mm. uh, against us. So, uh, yeah, it was a nice, very nice goal. Yeah, it was. Um, and they got another through Tabiner. Um, and it, like, it just shows, you know, the like quality ball use, what it can do for you. Because that ball uh, that was, it was kicked to him by Mundy um, and it just dropped in Tabiner's hands, uh, like really told him where to come to the footy. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, when you look at our forward entries as opposed to that, you know, there's a there's a stark difference there. But, yeah, our defence was looking pretty shaky, I have to say. Uh, but then, yeah, Freer had a number of other entries, um, but we were doing just enough to keep it out. Uh, and at the end of that quarter, mate, we were the one goal up, so three goals, 2-20 to Freer's two goals, 2-14. Yeah, I, I like the, um, the fact that, you know, we started so well, like, you know, I felt like that was kind of set the trend 
you know, you've come to our home ground. If we went to Frio, you'd expect them to be hostile. Um, so I was glad with the way we started, but I must admit, you know, being only a goal up at quarter time, I was a bit concerned because I thought, you know, all right, they kicked the last two and the last couple of weeks we've been allowing teams to kick big runs of goals. So I thought this was going to be Frio's opportunity to go on that four or five goal run before we stopped them. But, mm. yeah, um, you know, thankfully we stopped them at the three goal mark. But, um, yeah, the, for, for at least a quarter time, um, the concern was with Laverde, uh, if he could run out the game. Uh, but other than that, you know, I thought we started pretty well and it'll be interesting in the second quarter. Yeah, mate. And, uh, yeah. I really felt sorry for Lav, mate, because, you know, the poor bloke, as I said, you know, had to go off uh, to get assessed uh, and luckily he did escape serious injury. Um, but then when he went to mark the footy in the back line, Schultz just punched the ball and hit him straight in the gob. Um, oh, like, it was just, <laughs> he felt sorry for the poor bloke. He went straight down. Um, and, you know, it would have added uh, insult to injury, Um you know, because Tabner got the ball soon after, but luckily he missed. And luckily, again, Lav escaped serious injury, but I did feel sorry for the bloke. And look, you know, all game to me to that point, it looked like uh, we were getting plenty of the footy, but poor use um, was just coughing it up. So there was almost the perfect snapshot of that when Hind uh, kicked a beautiful centimetre perfect pass to Snelling. Then Snelling, unforgivably for mine, coughed it up with an errant hand pass right in the middle of the ground. Uh, and the ball ended up right in the hands of Tabernacle. Again, luckily he missed. But, geez, we were just so lucky Tabernacle wasn't uh, kicking them straight early. Yeah, and that was a terrible hand pass. I, you know, yeah, you had to be at the ground almost to see just you know, how poor a hand pass it was because you know, it had no chance of getting to an Essendon player. And, you know... We've, he's got a bit of a habit of doing unconventional things, and we'll talk about that in the last quarter as well. But, um, yeah, like he does a lot of good things, right? And, you know, I think uh, you know, he's very valued by the coaches. But, gee, he gives some clangers, that's for sure. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, but, look, they ended up um, hitting the front when uh, Chera kicked one through. Uh, but, really, there was about three or four of them in that, uh, you know, in that forward square that could have raffled it up. And look, without Lav on the ground, our defence was very scratchy. But, you know, after not having a score for the first 10 minutes of that quarter, Tipper was able to take the footy on the flank and run with it and pumped it long and Langford took a strong grab in the forward line and kicked the goal from about 25 metres out. And I thought that was just fantastic from Langford. Yeah, it was a big mark. Um, and it was a, a true one-on-one contest, you know. So he had to stand his ground and, and take that mark, and he did. And more importantly, he went back and kicked in a very important goal to put us back in front. Mm. Uh, look, again, then, then there was a another frustrating period where we had plenty of the footy, but again, our ball use was just woeful. Uh, and it wasn't too long later that Tab and I got another goal and Frio were back in front. And he not, nearly got another soon after, but another missed to him. And i tell you what, mate, if he had his kicking boots on, as I said earlier, like he could have kicked 10 this match. Uh, but there was finally a good bit of play where Hind hit Heppel, who hit Merritt, who handballed wide to Stewart, uh, who pumped it in long, and the mark was taken by Peter Wright. About 15 metres out uh, on a bit of an angle, and he went back and slotted the goal. Yeah, that was a really big mark. Um, again, I've 
Peter Wright, he, he didn't do a lot in the game, to be honest. But, uh, you know, I guess if he kicks his one or two goals, he becomes valuable. But that was a, a big mark. Yeah, it was. And, uh, look, you know, to be honest, mate, as much as we were pushing in the last minutes of that quarter, I was happy to hear the siren. And we were still in front. Uh, so five goals, 232 to Frio's four goals, 630. And I actually thought Frio really should have been about three or four goals up um, at the halfway point. But they were just wayward in front of goal, which was uh, lucky for us. Yeah, they were. And, um, yeah, they certainly had more opportunities in that second quarter, especially. And it yeah, should have, as you said, been a bit further up. Uh, yeah, so going into the third quarter, so... It was a very scrappy start, but as the quarter wore on, uh, we just looked more and more unsteady. Um, and it was really disappointing when Walters popped up to mark one in the pocket because all our defenders were flat-footed around him. Um, and, of course, he, he kicked it through and Frio were back in front. And then uh, pretty soon, Tabiner kicked another in the pocket and they were nine points up. Yeah, it was very frustrating. Um, and, and it just felt like it was almost a break that, was going to, uh, you know, get to us. And you know, there's a few heads down at the moment, like you could see on the ground, like, and I was getting a bit nervous. Um, but but uh, thankfully, you know, the lead didn't get much bigger than that. Nah, so we finally kicked back into gear um, and we had the ball bobbling around our forward 50. And there was about four tackles around that 50 metre line and eventually one was paid to Snelling. Uh, and he went back and... He saw Redmond just salivating at the opportunity and uh, he released him with a handball and Redmond just went bang from outside 50 and kicked an absolute ripper. Yeah, and he gave the uh, Red Dog celebration <laughs> again um, with the uh, Red Dog ears. And, um, yeah, he's very happy with that celebration. And, mm. um, yeah, I thought, well, let's go out and win the game because, um, uh, yeah, obviously after he did it against the GWS... Um, we saw Tim Taranto kind of mock him in a way, like, um, and kick the next goal and, and do it back. So I was just hoping it wouldn't have the same effect against Freo. But uh, no, it was a bit of a catalyst because uh, Zach Merrick got out there and he's, you know, he got a chance around 50 metres mark uh, to run in or have a shot at goal at least. But he has a good closing tackle on him and kind of straight he's kicked for one behind, ain't it? Yeah, it did. Um... But look, mate, after trying so hard to get something on the scoreboard, uh, we went to sleep again in our defence and Frio had three blokes just sitting around with no one on them. Uh, but luckily, when Schultz got a shot uh, from the pocket, they missed. Um, we then got it down our end and, um, you yeah, know, got its way to Hooker. He missed. Um, and just before that, um, you know, Hind got sat on his ass by Chera after the kick and I loved seeing McGrath get right in Chera's face. You know, I've been really disappointed uh, that not enough blokes have been flying the flag. So it was great to see McGrath um, doing that. Um, but look, the ball kept pinging around, uh, but then Frio got it up their end and Fife was able to take an uncontested mark in the pocket with no one on him. But luckily he missed as well. So um, then after not doing much all day, uh, Ham kicked it beautifully into space for Guelphie to mark, you know, only about 20 to 25 metres out. And look, tell you what, mate... <laughs> I reckon someone put glad wrap on the uh, between the goalposts because even he missed. So um, he is very inaccurate uh, from both sides during that bit of play. I swear, um, sometimes you think the the footy's kind of cursed, like yeah, you know, it wasn't stitched up right because 
for both teams, the ball just never seemed to fly through the air the way you'd think it would. Mm. Um, and that was an athletic mark by Guelphy. You know, it wasn't an easy one. He certainly had to you know, lunge at it late to, to hold it. Um, but you're right. He, I would have thought he'd go back and kick that. Um, but obviously straight and then... As Murphy Laws always says, you missed one down your end and it went back the other way and Tabner kicked his fourth. Yeah, he did. Look, it was it was pretty unfortunate because um, you know, Tipper ran into Wilson. Uh, but I mean, like that was just momentum with Tipper and um like Wilson was always going down, like he was unsteady after kicking the ball. Uh, there was no malice hit or anything like that. Like it, it did look worse than it really was in real time. So I can see why it got paid downfield. Um, but as you say, like Tabitha kicked it through and they actually had another few shots at goal. Um, luckily, uh, only two points resulted from those. Uh, but then finally, when Parrish got a holding free in our forward line, he put it through uh, from about 25 metres out. It was a really important goal um, and we were back within a kick. And I'm still unsure exactly how Devin Smith did it, but he had a bit of a ping from goal for about you know, 45, 50 metres out. And mm. I don't know if he stretched it then or not, but uh, shortly after he was, he came off um, you know, and ran down to the rooms and obviously they were inspecting it then. Um, but uh, you know, at least we'd steadied at three-quarter time. Yeah, we had, um, you know, there was, uh, yeah, another opportunity with, like with Peter Wright, like, Oh yes, yeah. like Hind kicked, kick. yeah, <laughs> like Hind kicked it beautifully to uh, two meter Peter, but yeah, the kick it was reminiscent of uh, Sean McKernan, mate. Uh, just missed everything. Um, but look, um, it was good to see that we were still in it, as as bad as we were playing in terms of that kicking efficiency. Um, but as the third quarter time um, siren went, we were we were down seven goals six forty eight to Frio's seven goals nine fifty one. Yeah, and although we were down, the crowd was up. You know, like they were giving it to the umpires because, like, the umpire had given us nothing. Or, you know, the umpires had given us nothing all night, it seemed like, or all day, I should say. Mm. I keep forgetting, mate, the game played at one ten, and I keep referring to it as not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, yeah, I, I think Marvel does that to you too with the Rouge plays. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, um, yeah, no, it was disappointing, um, you know, with, given up the lead, but I just felt we'd settled a little bit back into the game because there was periods in that third quarter where I thought it was going to get longer than nine to 10 points, which was probably their longest lead at ever. Um, and I always thought it'd be a bit of a grind considering we weren't scoring that easily. Um, and obviously with Dev Smith off, um, the sub, uh, medical sub, Nick Cox got his opportunity. Yeah, he did. And I, I thought he did uh, pretty well, mate. Look, yeah, a few good grabs and yeah, you just look composed. So it was actually um, really good because, uh, you know, very early in the game when, when Lav went down, like we all thought, oh, geez, you know, Nick Cox can have to come on very early, in which case, you know, he's not going to get much of a rest, the poor bastard. So um, yeah, he did come in that fourth quarter and uh, thought he acquitted himself quite well. Um, and look, another player that I thought did really well that quarter um, was, was Hooker. I thought, um, you know, he hadn't done a whole lot during the game uh, up until that point, but I thought he took some strong grabs in the fourth. Uh, and after he took a, a grab on the wing, uh, we were able to move it forward uh, before McGraw was dumped late. And Jones got the footy um, for up the field advantage. And he kicked it into a dangerous space and Phillips was able to take a big mark. And 
went back to kick the goal. So after trailing for a while, mate, now uh, we hit the front again. And look, he, he'd been soundly beaten by Darcy um, Phillips, but you know, he doesn't get any shorter as the game goes on, as they say. Mm. And, you know, if he kicks a goal, it's a very important part of the game uh, to put us back in front. But again, then Freo was presented another opportunity, but fortunately they missed. Yeah, yeah, that was um, very lucky. Um, uh, look, you know, one thing that really stood out to me was like Nick Hind, um, like he had such a good game. And, you know, there was that um, really important part where with the game in the balance, he came up the ground from half back and made a ripping tackle in Schultz to win the free. Um, and he got us another forward 50 entry. But, yeah, we weren't able to make much more of it, unfortunately. But, Look, I think the footy gods were smiling on us, Jane, because um, when Tipper grabbed the footy from about 45 metres out and he launched a snap towards goal, like it looked for all money to be going through for a point. Uh, but look, it did a bit of a um, you know, Shane Warne leg break and went through for a goal and all of a sudden we were eight points up. Yeah, the crowd was really throbbing after that, like, you know, because it, as you say, it looked like it was going to be, for every day of the week, going to be a point. But... Uh... Yeah, did the reverse spin and went back through. Yeah, and look, unfortunately, look, again, we had a lot of the footy uh, during that quarter, uh, but we just couldn't put it on the scoreboard. And uh, with under 10 minutes left, uh, Mundy, who's a, a very smart player, uh, he was able to grab the footy and just stroll through 50 and kick it through, and it was two-point game. Um, and they had another couple of shots, but we were very lucky. Um, you know, they missed. So one through Ace, who bombed one from outside 50. Uh, but the other one was through Walters, who you'd normally back into, um, you know, kick that snap. He would have been about 30 metres out maybe uh, on his left. Um, and, you know, all of a sudden there was a tied ball game with about eight minutes left. Um, but we did keep press- pressuring and Parrish was huge for us, winning the footy for us at the contest. And with just under six minutes to go, young Braden Ham grabbed the footy and chucked it on his right peg and kicked it through and, didn't the little bloke love that one, mate? And uh, did it even gave us a bit of double Cobra action. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he hadn't done much as, as a game um, during the game, but you know, he, he kicked ultimately the, the match winner with that goal. And um, But no one knew at that stage. So, um, yeah, you had to kind of consult, control your emotions, but it was a ripper goal. Uh, he even admitted after the game, you know, he didn't know how it went through. It kind of just chucked it on the boot and it floated through. But, um, yeah, I thought, uh, yeah, if I was PR man, I could do a better job than that. So <laughs> <laughs> I would have just said, no, I just knew I had to take onus. Yeah. <laughs> so I took control and, and kicked the goal. But, um, no, a, good, a great kick. And, um, yeah, we, we, uh, we can then talk about um, he got a second opportunity, mate. Mm. Um and that was probably much easier than the goal that he kicked, but uh, it wasn't too far away either. But, you know, he, he really should have kicked that. And as he mm. said after the game, he should have kicked that one on his right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, Rutten said the same thing as well. So, um, but, yeah, that was from a, a really good bit of play. And, you know, just um, from my position on the couch, mate, um, yeah, you just hear the crowd, like, if he'd have kicked that goal, like, the roof was going to lift um so uh yeah unfortunately missed that one um and then you know Freo had a shot at goal but missed uh, but they were back back within one straight kick and when lob 
look to have taken a mark. Um, yeah, that was a mark. I, I like, it, yeah, that's the thing. Like, he had enough of it. Um, and uh, yeah, so I guess we just count ourselves lucky um, and we were able to work it out of their 50, but like, that had to have been a mark to, to lob. So um, look, uh, but we, uh, we got away with it and Hooker took a mark and was he was urging the boys to really slow it down and he popped up to Snelling, who marked, and Hooker, like, you could just see him, he, he's saying, no, nah, slow it down, slow it down. Uh, but Snelling just totally misread it and he actually kicked it to Hooker while Hooker had his back turned um, and we coughed it up with just over a minute to go. Uh, but thankfully, we're able to hold on, mate, and uh, ended up winning by the seven points. So 10 goals, 868 to Frio's eight goals, 1361. Yeah, it was an important point by Zaharakis in the end, like, you know, um, you know, to get us out to that seven point margin mm. and took the fizz out of the game. But um, yeah, that Snelling kick, that was almost, you know, unforgivable in that. Um, yeah, if we had have drawn that game on the result of that, like, Mm. Um, yeah, and you just hope uh, to borrow one of Johnny Walsfold's mannerisms. I hope he learns from that <laughs> and puts that in his learning kit because um, I don't want to see that one again. <laughs> no, nah, nah, it was just uh, crazy like it. Uh, yeah, but we got away with it. Um, so just count ourselves lucky, take the four points and march on from there. But look, again, um, like honestly, like it was great our effort throughout all four quarters, I thought, uh, but our polish really hurt us sometimes in terms of our ball use. And to be honest with you, mate, like um, I thought Frio really should have won by six or seven goals. Um, but yeah, they, they just uh, missed their opportunities um, and didn't make us pay, which was just uh, fortunate for us. Yeah. I uh, look, I think that was probably the thing is that we certainly, um, lifted our intensity in that late in that third quarter going into the last uh, with the pressure acts. And uh, I think there was a graphic on Fox footy. Uh, I don't know all the stats and what they mean, but 263 was the number they went with and um, said that was off the charts in that pressure acts. Um, And I think at that stage, Freire was about 130 odd. So like, you know, I think, you know, that's a huge difference in terms of your pressure and, putting uh, you know, tackles on and um, and let's face it, like even though we said oh, Rory Lobb probably should have got that mark paid, um, there's a lot of stuff we missed out on too. So, um, yeah, Freo can suck it up about that. But, you know, <laughs> if they have a look, um, yeah, there's a few things that we should have got, gone our way too. So, um, yeah, ultimately, we won the game and we got our third win for the season. Yeah, beauty. We'll, uh, we'll bank those and... Certainly take that with a smile. And, mate, when you think about it, like three wins and, you know, the six losses currently, but, gee, when you think you lost by a point, two points and three points, um, you know, it's trivial It's trivial to say, but we're not that far away from six and three, you know. So, um, you know, I think the Hawthorne game is the most disappointing one to me still. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, the Sydney game would have been fantastic to win and, GWS again, but I still felt like GWS kind of, you know, they kept bursting away by that four or five goal margin. It was good heart by mm. us to get closer back. But um, yeah, that Hawthorne game was a missed opportunity. And, you know, we play North Melbourne coming off the back of their win. Um, so we won't be the bunnies, mate, that lose. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was set up for Essington, that one. Um, yeah. You know, you drop the game. But um, 
yeah, North will uh, definitely, I think, you know, bringing their own challenges to us. Um, you know, they've got a bit more knowledge of the Marvel than um, Frio. Mm-hmm. So I hope the boys don't take it too, uh, you know, take it in the cuffers and think to say, oh, we've got this one banked as well. Um, but, yeah, on this game, I was just glad to get the three, uh, four points, you know, and, and win a close one, you know, rather than being on the other side of the ledger. Absolutely, mate. Take that every day of the week. Yeah, all right. Well, um, why don't we have a break, mate, and we'll come back with our Don's Cast Medal vote. You're listening to Don's Cast, and as always, we do our Don's Cast Medal votes. Mate, why don't you start? Who did you give our votes to? Yeah, this one was... um... Sort of a little bit difficult for mine. Uh, there are a couple of real standouts and then, um, you know, a bunch of uh, sort of solid contributors um, uh, from how I saw it. So with the one vote, um, I went with uh, Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody. I thought, um, you know, kick the two goals, which is obviously important, um, but also got a goal assist. Uh, but like more than that, he, he seemed to get involved in the play quite a lot more. Um, the one he has been previously ended up racking up 17 disposals and he's just such a good user of the footy. Um, and the, the thing that really stood out to me was, um, you know, when he came up the ground to actually impact on the contest, uh, that one where he actually got it from the wing and uh, kicked it long to, to Langford. It was uh, just a beautiful kick uh, to Langford's advantage and he was able to take the mark and went back to kick the goal as we know. But um, yeah, I thought it was really good to see that, um, you know, that, that fitness that we keep on talking about, like it, it's really, um, you know, showing huge benefits to his game all round. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I, I thought he had a, a pretty good game. So the uh, one vote for mine. Uh, two votes, I went for Andy McGrath. I thought, um, look, you know, again, like some of his, his kicks weren't fantastic, but um, it was a real um, sort of gut run uh, kind of effort game from, McGrath, I thought he was, uh, you know, everywhere he, he could possibly be um, to try and get us the result. Uh, racked up the 27 disposals, uh, 15 kicks, 12 handballs. Um, but the thing that was impressive for me was the eight tackles and, and three clearances able to get, as well as the um, that goal assist, like where he kicked the ball beautifully to Jones's advantage. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. And, you know, flying the flag for, for Merritt, for Hind and... Like every every other bloke wearing a uh, red and black Guernsey, mate, and I thought it was fantastic and showed real leadership and uh, uh, it was just great to see him, um, yeah, put his his best out on the field and show us what he's all, he's capable of. Um, so two votes for him. Three votes actually went for uh, Jordan Ridley. Uh, I thought he had a really solid game down back there. Um, to had the uh, twenty seven disposals. Um, obviously, uh, you know some of that bit. Um, you know, blown up by the, the kickouts, but, um, you yeah, know, took the seven marks uh, down back there, made a couple of tackles, but, uh, you know, nearly 500 metres gained uh, from his work and uh, really made, uh, you know, the life a bit bit more difficult for the Frio forwards. Um, and certainly when we were getting peppered, peppered by Frio forward entries all night, he, uh, he really stood up down there and used his class ball use and good decision-making really well so three votes uh for ridley 
Uh, four votes and went for Nick Hind. Uh, he was fantastic for mine. Um, actually racked up the 31 disposals uh, off the half back, if you don't mind. Uh, 24 of those kicks and like he's just such a classy user of the ball. Like sometimes he'd just pop it over the top of a defender to a um, to an open bombers player uh, and just showed real class there. But it was everywhere. Yeah, took eight marks, uh, three tackles, two clearances, uh, 523 meters gained, mate. Uh, it was just a, a really great display uh, by Nick Hind, and um, I thought he was fantastic for us all night. And um, yeah, really. Uh, yeah, made Walters accountable. Um, but for the five votes, I, I had to go Darcy Parrish. Um, the bloke was everywhere. Uh, 39 disposals, had the ball on a string. Um, yeah, 21 of those handballs because um, he was getting the ball right in tight there. Ended up getting the 10 clearances um, in the midfield there, which was fantastic. Um, but it wasn't just his offensive side of the game. It was defensive as well. You know, he had the four tackles. Uh, but 459 metres gained, a goal assist, and that clutch sort of um, that goal that he kicked um, when we really needed one, mate, uh, was just fantastic. And, um, you know, he even played 84% of game time. And uh, so it just shows his fitness is continuing to build, uh, which is excellent. Uh, yeah, I couldn't speak highly enough for the bloke. I thought he was fantastic all night. How about yourself, mate? How'd you read it? Yeah, no, I agreed with you there. I gave Parrish the five. I uh, thought he was definitely, uh, well, close. Him and Nick Hind, I thought, were the two most valuable players on the day. Yeah. Uh, in that, uh, well, Darcy is more at the cold face and and Hind, he was cleaning up and mopping up uh, any loose balls down in the back there and then, um, you know, using the ball so well. But, yeah, I certainly gave uh, Parrish the five at, yeah, he's really maturing as a player. You can see that now he's six or seven years into the system. He's, you know, he's never going to be a big beast of a guy, but he's well conditioned and he's starting to see his uh, tank grow a bit. Like he, I remember we used to mention like he only played seventy percent of the game time. Well, as you can see, it's creeping up. You know, eighty-five percent now. Uh, so yeah, his endurance is getting better. So really good game for Parish. I gave four votes to Nick Hind. Again, you know, what a find he has been. Um, you know, you know, we before, you know, the, the sky was falling when Sardi left and you know, then McKenna left, but we found a great halfback replacement and uh, a guy who really wants to be at Essendon and you know, I'd much rather that than someone just chasing dollars. So Bloody really yeah, so it's been great to see you know, Nick Hine. Um I gave three votes to Mason Redmond, mate. I, I thought he was Really important. Um, he still is prone to do a uh, few kicks that you just wish he could, uh, you know, tidy up. Uh, there's a couple there pretty costly, but yeah, yeah, I love the way that he's, uh, yeah, and I think uh, opposition teams will catch on. You don't want to leave him, you know, looking for a handball around the 50 meter mark because he's proven he can kick those goals. And he did another one on the day, you know, kicking that long goal. Um, after Snelling handballed it to him. So, yeah, really good play by Redmond. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I thought he's uh, so much more improved than last year, you know, where we were starting to question, you know, where is the 2019, you know, Redmond who, you know, looked like he was on the trajectory of going up. Um, he was so poor last year. Obviously, there's a lot of factors with the 
Corona year, and uh, yeah, he certainly come back with a bang this year. Um, yeah, they'll go two votes to Andy McGrath again. Like, uh, yeah, his his work rate has never been questioned. He's got a great endurance for the game. Uh, I really was impressed, even though he's not the biggest unit. He um, really stood up for Zach Merritt, who was getting beaten by, you know, pretty pretty hard by the Frio players uh, off the ball. But um, yeah, every time McGrath was coming across and you know showing his support. But uh, yeah, look, his kicking, yeah, you know, can always improve. But he did some elite kicks. You know that one to Harrison Jones, as you mentioned, mate, in the summary. Uh, that was just brilliant. Like, you know, no one could kick it better. You know, coming out of the square, like to hit up, you know, a player like that. So it was fantastic. And you know, I think it's an area that as he matures as a player, that he'll get better at, and that's when he might become elite. And that's what we want to see. Um, yeah, really good leadership on the day. And you know, he's another player that you know, he just seems destined to one day captain the Bombers. Um, so I hope I'm right about that. And I gave one vote, mate. Now, I don't know if the stats will even show it because I haven't even looked at the stats. But I thought uh, Jaden Laverty, um, he was beaten up. Uh, you know, he just took some vital marks and it just stuck mm. in my mind. And yep. maybe I'm rewarding him for moments rather than the stat line. But uh, yeah, I thought uh, I wanted to give him a vote because he's pretty important out there. Yeah, he was, mate. Um, like, to be honest with you, I, I did toy with the idea of um, giving him a vote as well. Because uh, you're right, like there were some key moments where he took the grab or made a spoil. Um, and, you know, even though he didn't get a heap of the footy, like he had the 11 disposals in the end, he, he, uh, he's, he's actually a really smart ball user. Um, and I think he does structure us up quite well because you, you see like, when Laverde went off the ground, that's when our defence seemed to really suffer a lot. Um, I think he, he plugs a fair few holes there, Jaden Laverde. So, nah, good call there, mate. Um, but, yeah, if I go through and tally up the votes, mate. Um, so, we got uh, down the bottom there with uh, Draper on the one. Um, Shield, Wright and Jones, all with two votes each. Uh, Heppel, Phillips and Cox with three votes each. Redmond on four, Francis five, per, pardon me, Perkins and Stringer, 10 votes each, um, Hooker on 14, Tippers got 16, McGrath on 20, Lav on 21, Ridley on 29, and then we've got the top three, mate, with Parrish on 38 votes, Hind on 42, and Merritt still out in front with 45 votes. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, good spread of players. Uh Seems deeper than last year, mate. I think you know with the, um, you know, I think Jordan Ridley had it on a string every every week, and although uh, Zach Merritt's in front, there's been a couple of games where he hasn't got votes, and you know, there's been players around that mark that have been happy to take them. So, yeah, it'd be very interesting as the season goes on. Um, you know, because obviously teams are starting to try to lock down on Zach Merritt. Uh, what is that going to mean? And Will Darcy Parrish start to get attention now that he's winning so much of the footy? And will that get, you know, Andy McGrath off the chain? Or will that get, you know, because you can't stop everyone. So mm. you think that, you know, Merritt and McGrath um, are going to be the beneficiaries if people do try to lock down on Parrish? Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, 
it's good to be able to have a few names to uh, to rely on in there because uh, for a while there, we <laughs> we didn't have much. Now, mate, I didn't um, get to see much of the VFL and obviously the game was played uh, almost uh, or just about an hour after the the seniors started playing. Mm. But um, I did hear we, we had a win. We beat uh, Frankston. And uh, I saw uh, Paddy Ambrose actually kick six goals, mate. So... Um, yeah, with Dev Smith picking up that hamstring injury, uh, it'll be interesting to see if they give uh, Ambrose a run because uh, yeah, we could do with a player who could kick six goals and um, yeah, and, and more with him. You know, yeah, when he tackles, you you certainly know, um, and I think Brad Hill can attest to that. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, is that, it was good to hear that that uh, you know we had a player like that who kicks six goals and uh, he's been. You know, he didn't play any footy last year, so it'd be great to see Patrick Ambrose get a run if um if it falls that way against the Roos. Yeah, it's uh it's sort of funny, mate, because um you know we, there's also um you know Waterman, obviously um yeah in the in the twos um yeah I'm not sure how many he kicks, but you know I'm I'm quite um yeah I, I like seeing him in the side because he's a straight key for goal and. Um, sort of almost the same position they'd be slotted into if um, or they're competing for, really. Um, so I, I just sort of wonder how, uh, you know, Ambrose is running, is going, like, you know, I, we know that he, you know, he's always got good conditioning and stuff like that, but um, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it goes there and, and what position he actually plays. Um, because I think, uh, you know, we used Langford in that, sort of uh, forward slash mid role that Stringer would normally have, uh, would that be the role that that Ambrose would potentially go into or a Waterman would potentially go into? Um, yeah, because there's uh, plenty of different um, uh, ways you can all be be spun out. Um, and certainly it's not exactly like for like bringing in a Waterman or, a, or an Ambrose uh, off the forward flank or forward pocket where um, you know, Dev Smith would normally line up. So it's good to have these uh, selection dilemmas, mate. Um, and good on Paddy for, for kicking six. And it's just great to see him out of the park again. Yeah, that's right. All right, mate. Well, why don't we have a break and we'll come back with By the Numbers. Listen to the Don's cast, and as we always finish up the show, we always do by the numbers. And thankfully, uh, for most of this season, mate, I think almost all this season, we can start with number one, Andy McGrath. Uh, yeah, I thought it as again, we both gave him votes, but again, I thought uh, he showed a lot more um vigor in his way of protecting uh Zach Merritt. Yeah, he did, mate. Uh, really led by example. Um, look, not much more I can add for him. Uh, fantastic game from McGrath, and just love uh seeing that kind of sort of tenacity and passion out on the field with the red sash. And that kick that we remember so well, where he hit up Harry Jones in the first quarter, yeah, real highlight. Um, you know, Darcy Parrish, again, we, we both gave him best on, mate, and he's having a really good season in a contract year, as always seems to be the case. So mm-hmm. we're going to definitely be paying a premium to retain him, but uh, – because uh, other clubs know just how good he is at you know, their clearances. And you know, I hope the club um, you know, does its best sell. But 
Yeah, I think we'll see Darcy Parrish playing for the Bombers in years to come, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. No, he's a, been an absolute jet for us um, and good on him. He's, he's bided his time and, you know, done his work in the VFL and, um, you know, he's, you know, taken this midfield opportunity with both hands and, yeah, like after not getting the opportunity there for, for so long, um, he's really relishing it and, and running with it. So another fantastic game, you know, <clears throat> I've already sung his praises, so I can't say much more, but uh, no, great game from, from Parrish again. Yeah, really good game. Um, you know, Kyle Langford, mate, he had low possessions on the game, um, but he played a lot more up forward, uh, kicked a goal uh, and had a bit of a mung kick after taking <laughs> a mark from the 50 uh, in, the, in the last. That would have been handy. But, um, yeah, uh, how did you see his game? Uh, look, I, I think he was solid. Uh, without being outstanding. Um, the thing I really liked about it is he showed that defensive side of his his game. Like the five tackles were were pretty big. Um, um, and he did seem to use his body um, quite well. I think he's really growing into that. Um, yes, there's times where, you know, he can, he can lack that real step of pace, but he'll never be super quick. Um, but I thought he presented well, took the four marks, and I thought he had a, a pretty solid game. Dev Smith unfortunately picked up an injury, uh, the hamstring, and will probably miss at least two or three, mate, um, up to the bye. Um, yeah, how did you think he went? Uh, you know, he had a couple of pings at goal, and probably one of them pinged his hamstring. Yeah, like I, I thought that that one went through for all money. Like it certainly looked like it, but uh, unfortunately missed. Um, to be honest with you, mate, like this game, uh, you could see him trying to tackle, trying to harass. Um, but just didn't really make a, a massive impact for mine. Um, like made the two tackles, had a couple of clearances, but really um, didn't see a whole lot of him with the footy, like grabbed the seven disposals. But um, yeah, look, uh, uh, it, will, it's, it is a bit sad to see him miss a couple of weeks, but um, look, give someone else an opportunity to um, have a crack at that role and um, yeah, hopefully recovers up soon. But uh, yeah, for mine, it was a fairly average game from Dev. Quite a game for Zach Merritt. Uh, you know, obviously heavily tagged and beaten up on uh, when the ball went past him. Mm. Um, you, know, you can see he's trying to get off the leash, but just, you know, found it really difficult. But, uh, you know, he probably contributed for Darcy Parrish um, finding so much of the footy. Yeah, he did, mate. I mean, to me, he, he really sacrificed his game uh, for the greater the team. Um, and I thought when he did have it, he actually used it quite well. Um you know, I actually thought about giving him votes, um, but um, his influence was really stifled by Frio and their their grub tactics. Um, but look, you know, uh, had a shot at goal, had the 22 disposals. Um, interestingly, like 12 of those were a handball. So like when he did get it, he had to get rid of it pretty quickly. Um, but, you know, he, he still kept up his defensive side of the, the game with four four tackles. Uh, and had the 393 metres gained for us, which, you know, when his influence was stifled because they had such a hard tag on him, um, and you could see he was really doing everything he could to uh, try and get the ball going our way and generally used it pretty well. So I thought he had a, a fairly solid game. Yeah, and obviously Aaron Francis was pretty important, I thought. Um, again, look, the back line, it's inexperienced in terms of how it's set up, but yeah, he had to play you know, many inches below who he was on on most times. But yeah, I was still fairly he stayed pretty composed most of the way through the game. Yeah, he did. Um 
look, he uh, it's he just reads the ball so well in the air. Um, and uh, you know, while the ball might have been uh, kicked fairly well um, to his opponent, um, he was able to cut off quite a number of forays that uh, that Frio had uh, just due to his ability to read the ball, get onto it early, and, and punch it out. Um, ended up racking up the fifteen disposals, uh, five marks, which was which was excellent. Um, and his ball use was uh, was pretty good as well. So I thought he had a pretty solid game, Franger. David Zarach has got his first real run at it. Um, look, to be honest, mate, I didn't notice him much. Like I was surprised he had 16 disposals. Uh, then I looked at it closer, it was like 10 <laughs> handballs. But uh, he certainly was was trying out there. And, um, yeah, I certainly think that uh, yeah, he's probably worthy of getting another run because there's a bit much to yeah, expect him to be best on. But um, I still think yeah, he could do a lot more when, with the opportunities out there. He, he does look obviously lacking a yard to what he used to be able to produce. But, yeah, I just think uh, yeah, he's probably worthy of holding his spot for another week. Yeah, definitely. And, look, you know, he's, he's sort of been the uh, the victim of being the, the sub that never came on for, what, three, four weeks or so. Um, so, like, he, he's missed a lot of footy uh, just due to that. And training can only get you up to a certain level. So, um, no, he definitely deserves another run. Um, yeah, like most of his touches were, uh, you know, he get the ball and release someone else or, um, you know, try to pass to someone in a better situation. His, his decision-making there um, wasn't always fantastic. A couple of times he basically handballed it straight to someone who was under a bit of pressure. But, um, look, he, he did keep try to keep up his uh, defensive side of things, so made the four tackles, um, had three clearances, uh, but certainly uh, better for the run, mate. Yeah, now Nick Cox uh, was called on. Uh, thought he was going to come on in the first quarter almost, but uh, had to wait until you know basically the last quarter to get on. And uh, yeah, he picked up five possessions in that time. And um, yeah, it's probably good in a way that he got a bit of a rest, but we still got to see him out in the field. And uh, yeah, I think he'll certainly play against North in the in the real side. Yeah, it, like. I, th- I thought it was really impressive how he just came into the game and um, like came like just warmed to it beautifully. Those two marks he had were just um, beautiful. He used his height to full advantage there and just to pluck the ball from the sky out of the hands of uh, the Frio players and um, showed really good composure, just went back and slowed the play down um, and then, uh, yeah, kicked it to a, um, uh, to a contest or to our advantage. I, I thought he... Uh, used the ball quite well, and um, no, I thought it was like really good effort from uh, from Cox. Uh, even made the two tackles out there, so uh, no, I thought he did quite well from his uh, limited opportunity. And uh, Jordan Ridley gave votes too, and I can see why, mate. Um, I was probably generous to Jaden Laverty giving him a vote because probably Jordan did a bit more, but um, yeah, I thought Ridley was good. I, I guess I've got such high standards on him now, you know, after winning the best and fairest. Uh, and I feel like after that concussion um, against Brisbane, he just hasn't come back to the same player. Um, so, yeah, this is certainly a good uh, step in the right direction, I think, and probably uh, needed uh, his couple of weeks to you know, get back into it. But um, there were some reports during the week that he was a bit proppy at training and stuff, but he didn't produce that on the game. Like on game day, he seemed to be moving quite well. Yeah, he had the uh, right leg bandaged uh, during training, so... 
who knows what happened there, but certainly he showed no signs of um, being lame on the night. Um, no, I thought he did quite well, as I said before. Um, his greatest intercept marking, reading of the play, um, he's just fantastic uh, to have down back there for us. So, yeah, it was good to see him um, yeah, back in full flight. Yeah, Jane Laverty, as I said, I've, I was probably generous giving him a vote, mate. But, um, yeah, I just felt for all the pain he suffered throughout the game, he was still able to produce some important marks, especially in the last quarter, and uh, yeah, really a handy player for us. And he's really learned his craft down back. Yeah, he has. He's, he's so solid down there. and Yeah, that's probably a side of his game. Um, you know, I, I neglected to mention, mate, um, just the fact that he, he gutsed out the game like he was hurt early but um still took his place on the side because he knew how important it was for us uh, to have him down back there um you know so going down awkward uh, and then getting basically punched in the face um and then still uh you know presenting and and coming up for more so uh, he was really solid down back Jaden Laverde and um yeah just loving seeing him out there just keeping uh growing and developing uh, as the season wears on Archie Perkins, he didn't stand out that much, but what he does, mate, you, you do keep your eye on him. He's he's just holds his feet so well in terms of you know, he just plucks the ball like it's a you know, a seagull would pluck a chip, mate. He just picks it up so clean and um yeah, some of his possessions weren't weren't that effective, but for everything he's gonna be, um it just excites you and yeah, I really hope we keep playing him uh because you know, I just think we're going to see more and more out of this guy, and yeah, he looks like a real find for us. Yeah, he does, and I reckon he's just as hungry and opportunistic as a seagull as well, mate. Um, really pounces on the on the footy and uh, tries to make best use of it. So, you know, as he continues to develop his body and his game awareness and everything like that, um, he'll be able to turn these sort of 10, 11, 12 position games into you know, 16, 17, 18, make a bit more of that impact um, and start hitting the scoreboard a bit more. Uh, he's got so much to give. And, uh, you know, while there's, there were parts of the game where he was sort of out of it, really, um, he continued to present all night. Um, his energy is fantastic. Um, took a couple of marks, made a tackle, a couple of clearances even, mate. So uh, saying to the coaches, hey, chuck me in the midfield and I'll show you what I can do. Um, but no, I thought he like, yeah, wasn't a fantastic game for him. Um, you know, sort of. You'd say, you know, average to solid, but because it's your first year, uh, you'd have to say solid game from the young bloke and uh, looking forward to seeing what else he can produce as the season wears on. Yeah, exactly. Um, James Stewart, look, I didn't notice him that much on the day, mate, but um, I would say, like, I think his height's important, especially when you've got people like Lobb and, um, you know, even Darcy when he pushed forward. You need to have players down there to, um, you know, that can be a legitimate threat in the air. And although we didn't see a lot of James Stewart uh, with ball in hand, he certainly uh, is another one of those players learning the craft down back. And I think he's per- worth persevering with, especially with our Hurley out for most of this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're thinking along the same lines, mate, when I say, but um, while you mightn't have noticed a whole lot of him, we definitely noticed if he wasn't there. Um, we certainly need a, that bigger body down back. I, I thought he, you know, he warmed into the game. Um, yeah, I thought first three quarters he, he probably was beaten. Um, but certainly that fourth quarter, he, he stood up a bit more. Um, ended up taking the three grabs, uh, which was big. Made a couple of tackles. Uh, had a clearance. Had a goal assist, mate. Um, 
so like his efforts there, he's uh, yeah continually to you know work and work throughout the game. Um, but yeah, you know, just needs that bit of polish with his uh, you know sort of craft down back, uh, and I'm sure he'll get there because uh, you know I've, I've certainly in that preseason he was he was looking really good, uh, but you know the injury obviously knocked him around a bit with the hamstring. Um, but I, I reckon he's uh, he's going to be real. Um, solid bloke for us down back, and we certainly need his height down there. And you know, Nick Hind, we both gave you know basically second best on, and uh, he continues to impress the Bomber faithful. Uh, you know, not much more we can say on him, mate, but uh, yeah, certainly uh, exerting, exciting person to insert into the side. Certainly is, mate. Uh, he's just fantastic with his speed and willingness to take the game on. So, fantastic game from Nick Hind, and yeah, I'll tell you what. Adam who? <laughs> um, Peter, I, how did you feel his game went, mate? He, like, there seems to be large periods where you don't see him, but uh, you know, he kicked his goal and um, is a valuable you know, second up in the rush. Yeah, like he, it is good to have someone uh, contest um, well in that second ruck um, position uh, that doesn't give a continual freeze away. Um, you know, he's, a, he's a solid... Uh, solid competitor, Peter Wright. Um, but yeah, as we've kept saying, his his next evolution is um, yeah adding that bit of physicality physicality rather to his game. Um, look, yeah, plenty of um, parts in the game where he's largely unsighted, but uh, you can see he's still out there trying to pressure, um, trying to put a punch in here and there. Uh, took the four grabs on the night, uh, only the nine possessions um, with the five kicks. Um, he's, I think he's a fairly good uh, kick of the footy. Um, uh, but to kick that goal when we needed it, um, look, you know, um, what he does give us is, is height. He gives us a, a, a target uh, if we need that release kick out. Um, he's not going to have massive games each and every single week, but, um, you know, these these games he gets under his belt now will uh, certainly build him in good stead because I think there's, there's certainly a player there. Um, and uh, he's definitely worth persevering with for mine. Yeah, well, well like I said, I, I just think with um, Peter Wright, he just needs to, um, you know, he gets his hands to the ball. Like, just once he starts, you know, really holding those marks, he'll be even more valuable. But, uh, yeah, like that set shot he had uh, nearly right on three-quarter time, mate, that was a shocker. But, um, you know, uh, he wasn't the only one who had, Poor kicks on the night, um, kicking for goal. So we'll forgive him on that one. Yeah, Dyson Heppel, mate. I actually, you know, rated his game. He didn't do, uh, like what I was impressed with. He wasn't looking for cheap kicks on the day. I, I thought he was really good in that. Um, he did his role, set up our players going forward. And yeah, I thought it was a bit of an underrated game. And he was another one I've considered votes for, but only because he. He did what he needed to do, and um, you know, I just felt like, you know, sometimes the the captain can look for a little, you know, give me kicks, like you know, kick it back and try to stat fill. But I didn't think he did that on the day. But he still did his task and was valuable uh, contributor to our backline. Yeah, he certainly was. The thing that really stood out to me was his marking power. Uh, took the nine marks, and it really um, shows a huge difference uh, because he's fairly good overhead. Um, so, um, yeah, taking those marks down back was really important for us. And, um, 
yeah, it was um, it was good with his decision making on the night. Um, seemed to hit his targets. Um, yeah, so yeah, he's one you could have considered for votes. Um, um, but I guess the the thing that's lacking for mine is is that tackling, and um, I think you know it's not like he he lacks a um, the want to be physical. He, he's certainly physical enough when he needs to be, um, but it's just that uh, whether it's that pace or um, yeah that he that he doesn't quite have anymore. Um, but it's certainly a very solid night for us. Uh, Three hundred sixty nine meters gained. Um, Shows he was getting the ball going our way more often than not. Um, so, yeah, solid game from Dice. Yeah, no, I get your point on the tackling, mate. Zero tackles. The only player on the ground in bomber colours with no tackles. But um, as you say, mate, I think it's more of a speed thing and his positioning. But, like, certainly 27 disposals, nothing to be sneezed at. And as I said, I didn't feel like it was just cheap possessions. I felt he picked them up in general play, which is you know, more valuable. Harry Jones started the game well, mate. He kicked a couple of goals and nice goals as well. But, um, yeah, he had some almost moments, you know, where he flew for the ball and couldn't quite secure the mark. But, um, yeah, I still think uh, this is a you know, really good player we've got on our hands. Yeah, there are there are a couple of um, you know, almost marks, as you say, James, where, like, geez, they were, they were huge. He really flies at them. And, um, yeah, once he gets a bit more size about him, a bit more strength, um, he'll hold on to those and look with his willingness to to go back and um, and have a ping for goal uh, is going to be a massive asset for us. Um, you know, to start the game so positively and then largely drift out of it really in terms of impact, um, you know, it can very easily make a player drop their heads, but he kept at the contest all night, like uh, made three tackles. I think that's really impressive from a, a young bloke, but also a, a young tall um, because certainly that um, yeah, to be able to harass and, and get some of the players when uh, you know they're trying to whip it out of defence, uh, I thought it showed real heart from Harrison Jones, um, and also that that goal assist um, he made as well uh, just shows he's he's a real team first kind of player. Um, so no, I thought he had a, a very solid game. Yeah, now Kyle Hooker, um, he didn't add to his goal kicking uh, ledger, but. Yeah, as you say, mate, he took some really important contested marks and, uh, you know, his wise head near the end of the game was telling and, uh, you know, what he lacks in speed, his, those hands are like gold to us. Yeah, they are, mate. Um, took some great grabs. Uh, it's sort of funny because, like, you know, we were sort of saying a week or so ago that, you know, he's up in the top five of the Coleman. I wonder if they've just changed his role slightly um, because you know he doesn't seem to be that that bloke we leave one out in the um, in the forward line. He seems to be coming up the ground a little bit more. Um, whether that's to you know try and get Harrison Jones or um, you know Lankford in this occasion um, to get more of that forward play, uh, while Hooker plays more of a supporting role, I'm not sure. But um, no, like he he does everything for the team. Kyle Hooker, those marks, particularly in that fourth quarter, there were huge for us. Um, so while he didn't have a, a massive impact those first three quarters, um, I'd have to say, based on what he gave us in that fourth quarter, I, I thought he had a, a solid contribution. Yeah. Uh, then you got Mason Redmond. I, I gave him votes, mate. I thought he was pretty valuable down there. Um, and he's got that lethal boot to um, you know, be able to add to the scoreboard. And he did that with the uh, Red Dog celebration. Yeah, he did, mate. Um, I thought he was uh, solid without being 
you know, amazing down back. Um, and his, his boot can be absolutely lethal. And that's not only kicking goals. It's, um, you know, he chooses the dangerous option, the one that's going to get us to best advantage. Um, and uh, not only that, he's got that want for the contest, you know, to make four tackles. Um, he's got a clearance. and Yeah, uh, 330 metres gained for us. Uh, I thought it was a, a, a real solid game from Red Dog. And, um, yeah, just, just loving seeing him loving footy again, mate. And a little bloke who didn't have many disposals, mate, uh, but he was able to kick what happened to be the match winner was uh, Braden Ham, and uh, probably should have kicked two, you know, in that last quarter, which would have been even more valuable. But yeah, it was a nice goal for uh, for a goal that we really badly needed at that time. Yeah, absolutely. Chucked uh, on the right peg and went through. And uh, look, to be honest with you, mate, I, I thought he um, drifted in and out of the game. Um, I think he he runs he runs all day. Disappointing thing for me is he that real lack to to want the the contest. There are a couple of bits of play where he could have made the tackle or uh, you know could have at least contested the ball a bit better. But like to me, I, I can, he just seems to shirk those sorts of contests at the moment. So um, as good as his running ability is, um, he does need to make more of those those opportunities. And you can't just be a one way player. Uh, for mine, particularly playing that wing role uh, where your job is to run it from one end to the other um, uh, and, and certainly not just drop off when we don't have the footy. Um, so that's, that's my criticism. But, um, look, he continues to um, like to work and, and develop and to kick that goal was, was great, uh, but certainly still uh, plenty of development left uh, for Ham to, to work on. Yeah. Um, Peter Wright. Oh, sorry, Peter Wright. I got that wrong. Um, yeah, I just thought, <laughs> I, you know, I've got to talk about a tall player with uh, red hair, mate. <laughs> Andrew Phillips, <laughs> give me a chop out. Um, yeah. Aaron Francis. Uh. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, yeah. Phillips had to play, you know, majority of the rough, obviously. And yeah, I thought he was soundly beaten, but uh, that goal he kicked was really valuable. And, yeah, you know, his effort's always there. You know, that's one thing you'll never question with uh, with Phillips is that he'll definitely you know go hard at it. But uh, yeah, he just wasn't aerobic enough. But I think Darcy just seemed to have a bit more strength and, and a bit more aerobic uh, aerobic ability to get around the ground. Yeah, it was sort of funny. I I, I kind of wondered whether he's still carrying like a, a bit of a knock from um, uh, yeah from from something, but. Yeah, he still guts out the game. Um, only managed the six disposals, um, but made five um, five tackles, which is pretty pretty good for a ruckman. Uh, Twenty hit out, so that showed that Darcy really got on top of him in the ruck duel. But yeah, you know, he didn't lower his colours. Um, had a clearance, uh, got a goal assist, mate. Um, only took the one mark, but as you say, that was that mark got us a goal, and it was a really important one for us. So um, look, I'd have to say, you know. Uh, an average to solid game uh, for Phillips. Um, yeah, stood up when we needed it. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, not much more I can say about that apart from uh, yeah, better for the run again. Yeah, well, he's got a big task. Um, Goldstein coming in. I, I don't think they'll bring Nick Bryan in. I think they'll continue with Phillips uh, against uh, a ruckman of the quali- quality of uh, Goldstein. So. We'll wait and see how that goes. Uh, Mac Welfie played his 50th game and 
look, he's a real goer. He, he tries his heart out. His skills can be a little bit up and down, uh, but there's a couple of lunging smothers, and you know, he really is a, a 1% player. Yeah, he is, mate. Um, he just throws his body around at the contest and is really a team-first player. I, I almost gave him a vote um, just because he um, he did the team things that you want. Um, yeah, I got the 13 disposals, so I was getting enough of the footy. Uh, um, and certainly, uh, you know, we know he's not a um, our most precise kick, um, but, you know, kept us involved, so couple of floating uh, kicks in our forward line. Um, but the thing that really stood out to me was eight marks. Um, and to me, you know, he's sort of intercepting the play. He was um, continuing to run, present an option. Uh, he made the four tackles, which is great uh, defensively, three clearances. So, um, you know, he's really had a, a pretty solid all-round game. Um, so even though, he, you know, he didn't do – He's, he's sort of like one of these guys that are, you know, good at a lot of things, the master of none. Um, but he's certainly a heart and soul player that, oh, you know, I'm sure the boys just love running out with. Yeah. And, like, he probably should have gone back and kicked that goal, um, you know, the opportunity he had. But it was a, you know, real athletic mark where he, again, had to lunge and, and hold the ball um, and excited the crowd. It would have been even better if he'd gone back and kicked the goal. But, as you say, he's a real goer and um, definitely, uh, you know, makes you know he's in a contest when the ball's on the ground. So um, he certainly won't uh, lack a trying there. Um, Will Snelling, mate, again, he's another player that I don't know what he does, but like each week, I sometimes question, you know, we're persevering with this guy, and I know the club hold him really highly, but some of the clangers he makes just like. You know, really mind-numbing stuff. But, uh, you know, he does do some great stuff as well. But um, I guess those other things leave a bad taste in my mouth. But um, yeah, he certainly knows how to find the footy. Like, I was surprised to see, like, he's had the 18 disposals. But, again, a lot of those are handballs in tight. So you don't necessarily know them when you're at – or see them when you're at the game. Yeah, like, for mine, um, it was it was sort of, you know – Six of one, half a dozen of the other game for Snelling because he'd done some things really well. Like he was getting up the ball, um, certainly getting in dangerous situations. There was um, even one bit of play uh, in the fourth quarter, I think it was, where he just beelined the ball and uh, no one was getting in his way. Like he he grabbed it, ran through a couple and um, got it going our way. Um, so like he, he he's, a, he's a smart footy player. Uh, he knows how to find it. He's good defensively, made the seven tackles. Uh, keeps running all game, presenting options, made the four marks, which is pretty good effort for a bloke who's, you know, five foot nothing. Um, but it is those clangers that, that really kill us. And I think the um, the funny thing is because, you know, he is a, a really good user of the footy um, generally. Um, so I, I don't know what it is in his game, whether we've, uh, you know, he's had too much of a taste of Essington over last <laughs> season. Um, and that's affected him. But um yeah, certainly those handballs that just went straight to Frio, um, the kicks that went nowhere, like um, certainly not to our advantage. Uh, I'm not sure what the go is there, whether he's uh, you know putting too much pressure on himself, whether he just feels that uh, perceived pressure uh, when he's kicking, when he might have a little bit more time than he thinks. Um, they, they really stand out uh, on the night. 
Um, but look, I, I think he'll be able to clean those up. I, I think what he um, what he does for us, he, he pushes all game. He's a real effort player. Uh, so he just needs to clean those up and and we'd be singing his praises. So, um, yeah, I'd have to say a, a, a topsy-turvy sort of average to, um, to okay game for Snelling. But, um, geez, I, I just hope he leaves those, leaves those uh, clangers behind him, mate. Yeah, that one in the last quarter really, you know, if we were ever going to cough it up, you know, we could go back and even if you kicked the point, that point would have been so valuable. But to turn it over there was, oh, <laughs> left a bad taste in my mouth, mate. But um, as I said, he's really highly regarded. So I don't think he's in any danger of ever losing his spot for a while. But, yeah, gee, sometimes you um, you think, gee, just go back and do the smart thing, go back and kick. You know, kick for goal when you're, you're only a goal up with you know two minutes to go. Um, yeah, he's just wanting to have that awareness that you know that would be the better decision. But yeah, you know, I guess he'll learn that. Um, thank you, John Warswold. Um, <laughs> uh, also, I just wanted to say that uh, Anthony McDonald typically had a great game. Uh, you know, he gave him a vote, mate, and you know, I can see why. He, you know, he's very valuable. Uh, just the way that he. Yeah, he's just the way he picks up the ball. Like, he's, you know, in traffic, he can do that and, and break away. So, yeah, I thought it was another great game from, uh, or not a great game, but another good game from Anthony McDonald, Tim Woody. Yeah, it was, mate. Uh, for a small forward to have another three score involvements, like two goals, uh, was was excellent. Um, nah, he's, he's really, um, really developing, and I'm just loving the consistency in his game across this season. Uh, it's, it's great to see. Uh, not much more I can I can add, mate. But um, no, I'd say a good game from Tipper. All right. Well, uh, we got through, mate. Um, and yeah, you know, as I said, it was nice to have another win. We're, we're three and six now. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, that's right. Isn't it three and six? And uh, you know, we've got you know the bottom of the ladder north. And I say that with some trepidation, mate, because um, I'm certainly not counting this one as a win, even though we should win. Um, yeah, I just think that, you know, until our transition is much better, I'll have some nerves going into games. But, uh, yeah, it'd be nice to turn after 10 games and be four and six and, and have those three close losses. You know, when, you know it's a pretty pretty good start to the season um, despite, you know, introducing six debutants this year. Yeah, it is, mate. Um, and as I say, we just have to show up on game day and, and uh, yeah, come ready to play because you know North won't be uh, coughing up the um, the loss uh, too easy. We know they'll be looking for a win. Um, certainly, uh, there's no love lost between our two sides, mate. Um, so we have to go out there and, and want it and show that um, that pressure and um, show how we want to play footy because um, uh, nothing will be given to us on a platter. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure the tin rattlers will be uh, out the front of the game. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a bit of a joke there between the uh, Essendon and North. It was always Essendon with the rich boys, and uh, North with the uh, you know the, the poor orphans in a way. But um, yeah, we'll uh, hopefully um, you know show them that the the rich uh, live life much better. Um, so to so to speak. Um, on uh, Sunday of next week, uh, which is a bit later in the day, mate, 4.40 instead of the one ten. So uh, we seem to be uh, being stuck on those Sunday games at the moment. Uh, I think in the next few weeks, we play a lot of Sundays and um, 
also, I think our next Saturday night game is against Melbourne in a few weeks' time, um, the undefeated Melbourne. So, yeah, we've got lots to look at. We've got, um, obviously, a last game in Melbourne before heading off the West Coast. So that's another interstate travel for us. So, yeah, the AFL's been kind. Yeah, it gives us five interstate trips out of the first 11. Um, we almost feel like an interstate side playing interstate, <laughs> interstate almost every second week. But, um, yeah, the good news is, mate, after that turn, um, I think we've got only one game interstate out of the next, you know, 10, which um, at least we'll see a fair bit of Melbourne uh, as long as uh, coronavirus doesn't lock us down again. That's it, mate. Um, uh, look, you know, I'm sure the boys will enjoy getting away and that'll help the boys, uh, you know, bond as a, as a team going forward. And, you know, you never know while they're away, maybe, uh, you know, Dodoro or, the recruiting guys just slip a contract under the nose and say, "How about now, Zach? Um, you know, how about now, Darcy?" Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes as the season transpires. But um, certainly, I'm just hoping to see more of these four quarter efforts and um, yeah, just that um, yeah, that continual um, sort of development as a as a team and hopefully a few wins along the way. Yeah. All right. Well. Um... That's it for this week, and uh, we look forward to Thursday night teams, mate. They've finally brought them back. Um, so, yeah, they'll be back Thursday. So, uh, time permitting, we'll see if we can do a quick one uh, to, to read the site out. But, uh, yep, Thursday night teams are back. So, that's uh, finally uh, a win for the fans. But till next week, go Bombers. Go Dons. <laughs>